You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello there, I come bearing great news of great joy. Another podcast to add to your list of awesome, cool podcasts. American Sex Podcast, a part of the Pleasure Podcast Network. American Sex takes a deep but humorous look at the unconventional sexual expression in the United States. Here's a hello from the host and a little bit more about the show. Hey, I'm Sunny Megatron from American Sex, a podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of f- Ooh, that's kind of a trashy first impression, isn't it? I'm so sorry. Okay. <clears throat> On American Sex, Ken Melvoinberg and I explore our guests' deepest, darkest sexual secrets, hang-ups, fantasies, and victories. Each episode reminds us that in this fine country of ours, no matter our differences, we all want and deserve the same things. Freedom and happiness and f***. Find American Sex on iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcast services or at americansexpodcast.com. I'm Jordan, the host of the Horny Housewife podcast, where I discuss being intentional in your marriage, better sex, being a better lay, and dating your spouse. Every Monday, we're shooting the shit, and I'm answering your super juicy, super relatable, oh-so-familiar listener questions, and it just feels like the couple's locker room where there's no holding back, there's no sugarcoating. Get ready for some laughs, some knowledge, and leveling up inside and outside of the bedroom. So you're saying not one of y'all has a comment about the new intro, okay? It shined, it came out last week, brand new ski, and nothing? Is it too this week on Dateline? Is it Dateline vibes? Is it, I thought it was like cool, sexy, chill, like we might smoke weed, we might drink a little, maybe she does both, or maybe she's just like really cool. I don't (laughs) Oh my goodness. But you gotta have my back and tell me if it sucks. Like you like be be my friend. Be my friend. She has thick skin. I have this thick skin. I'm so mean to you. I'm so blunt. I tell you exactly like it is. I am not afraid to hurt your feelings. So you can, you know, have no fear in hurting mine. Your one-star reviews do kind of piss me off. But those are few and far between. Is that the saying? In fact, the last, you know, I hate when you get a bad one and then it's like on the last five you see and you're like, thanks for raining on the parade. But we have a good track. I'm sure I'm going to inspire some mean little fucker to go wreck that track. But for everyone else, leave a nicey, leave a nice one. Helps so much. Make sure you're subscribed. Da-da-da. And for today, we've got a goodie. We've got a goodie. We're talking about the men lasting longer in bed. How can they best help and serve themselves in this scenario? And ladies, stick around. You're a unit and you just want to hear me talk. I do have something for the ladies that I think I was like, I need to remind all the women that listen to my podcast that this is something that they should be doing. And that is under your contact name, thing, contact in your man's phone, in your husband's phone, in your long-term partner's phone, there should be a beautiful, I say sexy, I say slutty, slutty, 
spread your ass cheeks for all I fucking care. Don't do that. But I mean, mine's pretty fucked up. Like I wouldn't want his mom to be sitting next to him when what pops up when I call my husband, call me trashy. I don't give a fuck. I want to remind him what could fucking leave in a heartbeat. That's what I want to do. I saw a TikTok that was like, is that toxic? Mildly toxic. Mildly. Mildly. It's fun. Shut the fuck up. Y'all do weird shit all the fucking time, dudes. If y'all are hating right now, don't hate. You love this space. Back to the point. Ladies, take his phone. Make sure there's, and just say, hey, I want to put my picture as your, or just take his phone. That's how I I could do it like that. But if y'all are like boundaries, then maybe you go ask him. Wouldn't that be weird? But if you don't know the password to your husband's phone, that is something that's very bizarre and odd. And I would, that that's very bizarre and odd to me. I'm going to get mean DMs for that one. And I'm sorry. I will try. I respect and honor your decision slightly. This will be a wonderful way to remind your husband of your beauty and your beauty because that's all you get from a photo and who you are will be embodied in that photo. So if you don't want to make it a slutty, slutty photo, just put one that you look at and you're like, I think I look really good in that. And he, if he objects to that, that's a whole other problem. That's a whole other problem. He won't. I don't believe the men that listen to this podcast will object. Another thing, last thing I want to talk about before we get into listener questions is social media and what we kind of see it saying about relationships. I don't know about you, but my FYP, my For You page, what the algorithm is giving to me in terms of relationships, I see a lot of men that are like talking to other men being like, this is the kind of man you need to be to your wife. And if you aren't leading your family, brother, like things that are like motivational and inspiring. And a lot of the the content or the meat of what they're saying, I, I totally agree with. I see a lot of older women or like women in their 40s, 50s. That is not old because that is not old. But you know what I meant. Not some like young girl on TikTok. I see like mature women that will talk about marriage or what they learned in their past relationships to get them where they are now and what they could have done differently because their marriage failed or what they'll never put up with. I see a ton of narc talk, narc talk, narc talk, narcissist, narcissist, narcissist is like just thrown out constantly, constantly. And I am a total, I come from a line of over analyzers, like shrinking everybody, you know, picking like seeing like, where's your trauma? I, I, I came a little bit like that. Okay. But I am very self-aware. I am very self-aware that I overanalyze and have anxious attachment disorder, probably, maybe. What else? There's a lot of girl boss energy. There's a lot of, I mean, and I get on that gravy train too. Sometimes I'll watch those videos and I'm like, if this motherfucker right here fucks up, I'm done. I'm having a roster. I'm going to be a fucking independent whore. 
and I'm okay with that. And I'll do it so good. And then I'm like, whoa, and push the brakes. <laughs> we just took family photos. <laughs> like everything is okay. And I hope y'all are laughing. I hope y'all aren't dying. This is a common thing for women. Like there's the Swifties. I am not a part of them. Don't diss me. Don't let me go. And when anti-hero, anti-hero, whatever came out, I mean, I was singing it, but again, I would not, I refuse to say I'm the problem. It's me over and over and over and over again, (laughs) but it was catchy. It's a catchy fucking song. She's a catchy girl, but those Swifties will be in like the happiest relationship. And when that album comes out, they're going to embody a breakup for four to six weeks. We are strange creatures, strange creatures. Also, I think some of us are prone to, you know, desiring more variety or craving chaos, potsters, insatiable, maybe a little mix of all of those things I said, maybe a few of some, not so much of the others. Why I brought social media up is because I think people need to be aware of how it may impact how they're thinking and getting like you're getting delusional. You are it really perpetuates it can it can perpetuate a grass is greener. Especially like be aware what are you saying on your for you page? Are you singing a lot of single girl stuff? I have friends that are like I'm just being pushed the like the single life so much it looks so fun. I can't help but like think that looks fun. Like yeah, no shit, duh, cuz you're seeing these fun fucking videos. And they're not in denial about that. I'm just saying we think it's like being shoved at us, but when we consume this content and we like it and we spend time watching it, It feeds this algorithm that caters to what we are responding to. So be careful, men and women. Clean that shit up. Thumbs down it. Unfollow. Uh, I am so very fortunate that my husband was ju- is just like totally naive to the social media world. There's obviously pros and cons, but in my eyes, in my situation, to me, the pros far outweigh the cons. Make sure you never forget that everything is so curated. A lot of it is so curated and a lot of it is so fucking fake, especially when it's screaming, we're good, we're in love, like this couple, this, I hate those fucking TikToks, the couples like, um, and you know that they're acting, you know that he did not like naturally come up behind her while she's cooking and do a dip, twirl her back around and let her keep stirring the chili. Like, no, you're like, babe, you're going to walk in when John Mayer's voice starts and you're going to come like, shut the fuck up. I know what you're doing. The worst is the pranks when like they're pretending like they don't know you're about to prank them or like something's up like, where's the phone, babe? Like, shut the fuck up. Your wife is not that fun. She doesn't come up with that shit by herself. Don't, don't even, you're not even that nice. If there was no phone around, you probably would have started yelling at her. Let's be real. But enough shit talking. One video in, in particular I saw, or there's a couple, one was like about micro cheating. Like, is it micro cheating? No, that's not how she said it, but I just wanted to say it like that. <laughs> is it micro cheating? Are they responding to messages and liking girls' pictures and starting conversations in other apps? And are they Snapchatting? Is it 
excuse me, all of these sound like he's a piece of shit. All of these sound like he's being fucking sus. He's being a shady motherfucker. I'm not going to call him a micro cheater. I'm going to say, fuck you. Betrayal is betrayal. Like the intention is the intention. And when things are on the up and up, when things are in the know, if you have boundaries that your relationship abides by, go, do you, boo. None of it else matters. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks. But betrayal is betrayal. I don't give a fuck how micro it seems. If there's something that is being hidden or they wouldn't be putting out in the open or they get a little gut bomb, like they're going to have diarrhea if their spouse sees it, it's a no-go. Also, a lot of videos that are like, this is the way and I have exceptions for this one. This is the way to get him to be obsessed with you, to be completely, you know, can't stop thinking about you, want to fuck you every time he sees you. And it's like, I think those videos, hate to break it to the married people, those videos really apply more to dating, playing the game. And there's going to be exceptions to what I'm about to say. But for Sherzy's, the whole emasculate him thing, remind him who you are, don't take no shit, leave him on red, now you're stonewalling, now you're gaslighting, you've become the man that you fucking talk shit about. That is different. And going beyond mildly toxic, a little medium toxic land, we don't really want to get in there. And I know I've said it so many times, I'm all for an 80-20 split. mixing it up, not being predictable. My husband just picked UFC over my pussy the other day. It's done a little bit, but you know what? The woes of being the high libido spouse, the woes. And I'm not saying all TikToks are bad. There was a video I saw and I really enjoyed it. And she was talking about how to get a man obsessed with you or your spouse obsessed with you. And I thought it could go both ways for sure, man or woman. And it was very valuable and it works. It it works for me. I tried it. Don't tell my husband. Essentially, it's instead of, and as women, we do this a lot, complaining and saying like, but I wish you would do this, or I hate that I have to remind you to do this, or I... But if you did this and this and this, then I wouldn't feel like this. Or you're not doing this enough. And I've been telling like the nagging, the negative energy, or that I really wish you would do this for me. Or how can you never do this for me? And that as much as sometimes I would look at it and be like, how do they not see how I'm telling them how I feel? That this makes me feel bad. And that if someone told me that, I would be like, oh, I want to fix this. I don't want them to feel like that. I don't want them to take what I'm doing or not doing is this, I'm going to step my game up. Well, little secret women, not all men, respond well to the nagging and the bitching. This we know, this we know. I bet the women that have been married for a while can attest had to have you ever been like frustrated or annoyed with something and you're like, you know what? I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to stress out about this. They can take care of it themselves. I don't need to put all of my energy into being like, fucked up about this because it's wasting more of my energy than it is theirs. So like, let it go. I'll give it up, give it to God. And then they're like, go, they, they go and start doing whatever it is they need to be doing. And they're like, oh shit. Okay. I'm not doing my part. Sometimes they just need a different kind of wake up call. They're like, wait a second. Things are too quiet. She's not saying anything. What am I not doing? 
And this is a sad, this is sad sometimes and frustrating sometimes. And hey, we are not innocent. They men, I, I know we frustrate the living shit out of y'all. I am not trying to powwow on the men. This goes for both ways. Any negativity, you are subconsciously like putting a wall up, building resentment, and there is a way to talk about it. And it's like totally when they say stop making like you, you, you and make I statements, it's because it fucking works. It's a better delivery. It's a better way to communicate. And so people that have bad communication skills, the ones that have never been to therapy, you don't want them to just shut the fuck down. Not everybody has been coached and gone through the work and done the work. I highly suggest you do because life will be much easier if you know how to fucking talk to people than if you are just going with the flow. You're going to be much older when you could be much younger and get all of these concepts and have much more rewarding relationships. Man, I went all over the place, but that woman's TikTok was about the no negative and the you be happy, you be content, you radiate getting shit done and you're doing it and you be happy and watch that other person watch you be happy. And if you can't be happy without them being happy with you, ooh, as a codependent woman, I feel you ladies, I feel you, but it's torture. Don't do it to yourself or men. If there's men that feel like I can't be okay if she's not okay, it's you being fucking codependent. No bueno. There's a book. I think it's called Codependent No More. Maybe you should get it. (laughs) That is not an ad or a plug. That is, my mom told me that like 32 times, you know, from the age of 15 to 25 that I should read that book. So, you know, stuck with me. The title stuck with me. Are we ready for listener questions now? I think so. Let's do it. It's listener question time, but I have to say this because it's bursting out of my tits that merch is launching. I know, I know. And this is my first go at it. Please, all the OGs listening, can y'all just like squeal with me if you're new? Maybe you're like, I don't give a fuck, bitch. Can you get to the shit? But let's just pause for one sec and soak this in. Soak it in. And she's doing her best. I'm learning a lot. Manufactured, distributed in the US of A, unless you live in Europe, there are distribution centers there that would mail out your merch. I am excited. Does it have every single idea and phrase and thing I wanted to do with merch? There are things like stuff in the head, stuff we've talked about. I've talked about with y'all in the DMs that will happen, but it might not be in this merch drop, this drop. Okay. There's going to be more than one drop. Hell yeah. God willing, let it come. This is the beginning. So thank you for being a part of this journey with me. She's grown. It's like a little seedling. I had no idea this podcast was going to be like this. I didn't. And here it is. And I have full body tingles, like toes, fingertails, fingertails, fingernails, labia, hair, all of it. And I love you so much. Okay. Wait, I didn't even say the date. February 1st. I feel like I'm going to do it before then and just not tell anyone, but it'll all be like there. But February 1st, go to my website, 
Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast link in the bio. You'll see it. You'll see it. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for supporting me. Let's do listener questions. Question number one. You said that if spanking is done right, it can be a turn on and make orgasm and make you orgasm. I think she meant to say, you said you had a personal experience. Can you share those in your next episode? Okay. Um, I, you're going to have to pull that, that episode from me. I've definitely talked about spanking in more than one episode and she's definitely, she being me, a fan. So with that being said, there's a course on this on Beducated, by the way, it goes like in-depth spanking course. But I think everyone's different. And I think that there are like so many erogenous zones for women. I mean, if you like using porn as reference or inspiration, be careful with it being a teacher. But to get inspired, remember they're acting. Remember, it's not all as it seems. Do what feels good. Be present and get in the position that kind of looks like them, but get present and fucking have it feel good. If you know, you know. But spanking can be a great one of those where you watch and you see how, okay, she's aroused because she likes the pain. And for me, for instance, when I am cooking a meal and I'm like in the mom zone, I'm going, I'm doing, and he walks by and spanks me quite hard, quite hard, I'll be like, geez, geez, Louise, dude. And, but in the bedroom, I'm like, that wasn't hard enough. So I think it just... When your adrenaline's going, I don't make that voice. I promise I don't make that voice. When your blood is pumping and pumping all to your pussy or your dick, your pain receptors aren't as there. The All that shit that feels good in your head's fucking going around. So you can see why you're less susceptible to pain. So if this is something you're into, just like play with it. Um, have I been spanked from like where I just bend over and someone started spanking me and spanked me until I came? No, I think it's a great way to get you there though. But with other foreplay, with like doing fucking and sucking and playing and touching and kissing. And then if you're on top or you're bent over the bed, or if you want to be bent over their lap, however you see this playing out and you want to start it, whether he's fucking you from behind and you're like spank me and he can start to get to going until you finish, he finishes, you both finish. Or if you're like, I kind of want an isolated spanking experience. I prefer my husband inside of me while spanking. But if this is like, I have a spanking, how many fucking times can I say spanking in one, in like five minutes? I don't know, a lot. Someone should take a count and DM me. That would mean a lot to me. So maybe you want to be spanked, bent over like a naughty little schoolgirl or a naughty little girl. That sounds so weird, but like a naughty girl and daddy can spank you. I don't fucking know. Do what you want. Have fun. That sounds great. That sounds fabulous. If he's a, if he's not a very dominant and aggressive man, that doesn't sound very fun. It sounds like you're going to feel silly, like hanging over his lap. But I think that there's a, most guys will be down for this excursion, down for this adventure. I feel like all the freaky fam men are like, yes, we will be willing participants in the experiment. Also, no shame if you find out like, hey, I don't really like that. I think that looks hotter to me than it feels. Or maybe it's just, you know, find out for yourself. 
Okay, moving on. Question number two. I like this one because I think there will be like, I know it's niche, but this is the Horny Housewife podcast. And I think that there will be people who relate and maybe need to hear me say my shit or give my perspective. Speak my piece. Okay, dear Jordan, a year or two ago, my wife and I started opening up about our secret fantasies and kinks. We now enjoy sex with dildos, toys, light bondage, and such on the regular. Good for y'all. I found myself to have a strong cuckold fetish, which she has mostly disregarded. Save for occasional playing along in fantasy land, she's just not that interested. I also really want to take her to a sex club. Neither of us have been to one before, and I have a persistent urge to experience it, more as a voyeur than active participant, if anything. I do not want to make her do anything that she is uncomfortable with. However, the few times I have mentioned to her mentioned it to her she shut down from the get-go she can be very jealous and even though i told her that i have no intention of touching another woman she says that seeing me look at another woman in a sexualist situation would make her bitter however i feel a visit to a sex club is the next logical step in our sexual journey together really she has i added the really she has expressed the desire to use furniture like a sex swing sex furniture is not feasible in our living situation, but when I mentioned that we could definitely find a sex swing at a sex club, she gave it a medium hard no. (laughs) My birthday is coming up and my only wish is to see what a sex club is actually like. Should I try and convince her or drop it completely? Do you want my honest answer? I know all the ladies are like, Jordan, you better fucking tell the honest answer. And all the guys are probably curious. And I'm just going to have to say, it, dude, you're kind of being an asshole. You're kind of being an asshole. You're kind of being an asshole. Okay, don't hang up. Don't turn the radio off. Don't turn the phone off. Don't click out of this. You're not an asshole. You're just, this is a situation of give an inch, take a mile. And and I see, I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think like, no, 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 no. I think that you just need to slow your roll or you're going to get in hot water. You're going to fuck up your marriage. You are going to lose her trust and you are, you have made headway and you have made progress and things have evolved for the better in your situation, having hot sex together and you being more, 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 more is going to get you in trouble. It is. It's going to get you in trouble. You can't, I don't, you can't have it all. I mean, there are couples that I guess they have it all. I don't know. I don't know any, I don't know one couple that has it all. And I don't, I think everybody has their shit, but we're human beings, right? And there are some of us that crave variety more than others. And I think it's beautiful when there are couples who can be so fucking authentic with one another and love each other in this non-possessive way where they're so intentional about their own journey, who they are as a person and their journey together. I think it takes two, not one, not one, two incredibly self-aware and intentional people to experience all these other things and come together and honor one another's journey. And I can't help but also have so many questions of like, how does this affect 
other people in their lives in the equation that aren't a part of the relationship part, but are like byproducts and have to witness it, experience it, live in it like children. And I, I don't know all these answers, but I have a lot of questions. And there are some people that think like me too. And they're like, and those questions are why we waited till we were empty nesters or we don't have kids or we have, you know, older kids. Just, I don't know. I think there are time and seasons for people to evolve lifestyles if both people are on board and going, hey, we want to transition this way. I think you have to put in the work and not be this like bitter, angry, resentful couple that's like, they don't have the openness. They don't have the trust or the bond to be able to navigate that together and apart, etc. With all that being said, that was me telling you that a lot comes with it and things can get messy. And you're, you might be like, Jordan, I'm not even talking about opening our marriage. I'm talking about going to the fucking sex club and just seeing some hot sex that I get to see. But your wife has given, has told you how she feels and I can't make her feel another way. And you can't directly make her feel another way. If you catch my drift, see if you stayed, you're going to get blessed. But indirectly, you can plant seeds by being, by practicing being satisfied and practicing gratitude. Because do you know what this little codependent lover loves to do? When I feel praised and appreciated and seen and heard, I just want to give, 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 give more. I want to be my best self, my best lover, my best wife. When I feel seen, loved, appreciated, adored. It's like, oh, I want to shine even brighter. That is like a daddy fucking issue. Jesus. But a lot of women operate that way. I'm helping you hack here. But she has boundaries. And by you trying to push up against it over and over and over and tear it down, that is going to ruin your marriage. That is going to drive it in the ground. That is going to make her resentful. And I've known people that have done that. And guess what? She ended up looking at something some type of way and enjoying it way more than she thought. And he did not like it. And he felt bad about it. And it made him feel really insecure. And it just totally went the complete opposite. But I think she needs to be able to get to a place. And if you're always talking about it, always pushing it, please, I want this, I want this. First of all, you're going to perpetuate this. I want this. I need this. I'm longing for this. Why can't I have this? You're throwing a tantrum. And it's over going to a sex club. And there's lots of husbands who would be like, dude, I will never, I wouldn't even like think about that being an option or thought because that's just not happening in my marriage because it would never fucking fly. And there are some marriages that are like, no big deal. We're both like that. But both people have to get on board. And I know you could rebuttal that and say, well, why should I have to get resentful instead of her? Like, why are we protecting her anger and hostility towards me when I'm angry that she won't give me this? And it's like, I feel like from what you've said, she has started getting vulnerable with you. What are her fantasies and kinks? Does she not have any outside of you? And if that's how it is, that's how it is. So you have decisions to make what's worth it. And you cannot have your cake and eat it too. Some will disagree, some will disagree, but I think it's dependent on each person's situation. And there will be lots of married people who will like, no, like, no, I can't do anything I want to that my body says it wants. Like, no, you have to practice self-control and impulse control. 
and not keep your focus on this. If you're watching sex club porn all the time, I would fucking cut back. (laughs) It's not going to make you feel good. So I'd focus on what you got going. I would express and show a lot of gratitude in the bedroom, whatever her love language is, whether it's words of affirmation, whatever it is, gifts, I don't know, figure it out and do it. And even if it's not words, I would tell her, say, hey, and sorry if I've been pressuring you and pushing you to that. If you really don't want it, I don't want to do something you don't want to do. Now, obviously, do I want to do it? Yes, I do. Do I think about it a lot? Yeah. Does it consume my thoughts more than I wish it did? Like These kind of conversations, even if it annoyed her during it, I would respect the transparency so much. So if you need to have a conversation letting her know that this is like so your fantasy, but how I would do that is by telling her, hey, I want to respect you. I care deeply about you. And I hope you know that even though this is something I'm madly obsessed with doing, I choose you. <laughs> is that manipulative? I don't know. I don't know. But I do think you should totally do that. Let me know how that goes. And then drop it. Okay? You got to drop it. And if it's something you can't live without, then I guess you have more conversations to have and more choices to make. Only choices that you can make. Best of luck to you, sir. And hey, if there are couples out there that have experienced a similar situation and they navigated a different way and it ended up being a win-win from for them both, tell me your story. Tell me your insight. I will totally be happy to share and pass along and then I can learn something because right now I see it as like, I don't know how he's going to make her feel some type of way, but I would love to hear from anyone who might have experienced something similar. Now let's move on to question number three. Hey, Jordan, love the show. Can you give some ideas of low risk places, public places to surprise my husband with some sex in public? Bathrooms are a little gross, but I'm not scared. I just thought you might have some creative ideas that I haven't thought of. Thanks. Well, girl, you picked the right girl. So I do have a little, I have it more than my husband. I have dated guys that have really been into this, but I have a little bit of a outside thing. I really like the whole like we could be caught kind of thing and not care. I don't want to go to jail and I'm not going to do it like a fucking park or something that's like you will be a registered sex offender. Let's not traumatize any children and ruin any lives. So, but, so be, we, make sure you pull up a map. <laughs> You're not too close to a park or a school. Okay. That's first. But where have I done it? Parking garage? Parking garage. Really cre- creative. Parking garage stairwell. Okay. Bathroom, I have done it in a public restroom. If it is the kind of restroom they have where it is like two unisex bathrooms or four like just individual bathroom stalls, they have those. In Vegas, they have lots of those like at hotels. And that is great. You go first, text him, slide a note, napkin, meet me in the bathroom in five and take your skirt off, your pants off, your dress up, bend over, bitch. And you will be the best date ever. (laughs) One time my husband, this is funny because we totally got caught. Totally. And he was so embarrassed, like more embarrassed than me. And I was pretty embarrassed. Like I was turning the color of a bright red apple. 
a Granny Smith apple. It was so red. We were in his car, my car. I don't know. But I know he was sitting in the passenger seat because I had picked him up and we took him to uh, we I took him to lunch. Me and all my personalities. I took him to lunch and then drove him back. And he was gonna get out, but I was rubbing his dick with my hand. And then I was like, let me fuck you. And I sat, like I moved my body and sat on the passenger seat. So basically it was like I reverse cowgirl, but him sitting and then I was going up and down. Well, where we were parked was right in front of the door that people would come out and enter the parking garage. Bad parking spot, bad idea, horrible location. And out walks like three people that worked in the office that connected to him. Like same owner, same owner, different tasks, but they all knew each other, okay? And... It was embarrassing because it was like eye contact. Like I am, there's a dick halfway sticking out of me and I look over and there is people like, (laughs) I could have like waved. It was just, hello, we are conjoined twins. (laughs) And we weren't married at the time. So I loved it. I'm like, perfect. They'll go, did you see Derek was in the car and some girl was fucking him perfect because it was me. And guess what? Now, any little stupid bitch who has the wrong idea can know that his dick is being greatly taken care of, which, by the way, I don't even know why I think that helps me feel safe for some reason. That's not true. Any guy that comes in as a beautiful girl on his arms, <laughs> hashtag narcissism, it automatically makes the guy hotter and that girl's like, ooh, I want to fuck him. So trust no one. Back to the question. If I were you, I would really assess where I'm at. Learn from my mistakes or don't learn from them and repeat them. But I would look around you. Where can you go away? Are you on the beach? Are there some bushes you can hide behind? Are you at the river in the Pacific Northwest? And there's some rocks you can stand behind, some blackberry bushes. Be careful. Don't get poison ivy. What about car sex? You can get creative. Depending on the car, lay the car seat down. There is definitely restriction. So if you're wanting to get outside, do you live in the big city? Can you do it in an alleyway? Or is that like hepatitis C? I don't know. I've always wanted to do it in an elevator and I've always wanted to do it whilst in an airplane. And Derek's always the fucking party pooper in the airplane that thinks we're going to get in huge fucking trouble and it's going to ruin the whole vacation. And I'm like, boo, but I can't make him not be lame. So I kind of understand. Sometimes I'm like, I want, if he really like held me to me, all the ideas I had and he just went for them, I'd probably be like, no, 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 we'll get in trouble. It's because I know that he's going to be like, no, what if we get in trouble? (laughs) Believe me, he's quite the troublemaker sometimes, but with certain things, can't put the vacation on the line. I thought my pussy was better than this. I thought my pussy was better than this. (laughs) No, but have you seen that scene in Just Married with Ashton Kutcher and Brittany Murphy? Rest in peace. Love you, bitch when they're doing it and then the door flies open and hits the attendant, he's like, the attendant will know. Those girls, they're there, they're watching, they will see the second we go in the bathroom together, there's too many people, they will see us, they they will know. And I'm like, I like that they'll know. I don't care that they know. Yeah, but I think it's just a thing, right? You're either into it or you're not or it makes you nervous or it doesn't. So sometimes one person can be a little more resistant. So definitely, you know, you got to be in 
Because if a guy is like super in his head and scared and anxious, that could in turn affect his performance. So just make sure everyone is like down for this sitch and place. And there's varying degrees of exposure, right? Or if you're secretly sneaking away, like he'd be totally down to hide away. But if everyone's watch, watching us walk to the location that we're not allowed to be in together, then that can make some people feel like, okay, everybody knows what we're doing. And that can be the fun part for some people. So to each their own, you should discuss it with your person and rattle off some ideas because y'all know where you live. Totally DM me. Be like, hey, I live here. And I will get to fucking yelping, girlfriend. Imagine, imagine they had an app that was like where you could fuck. That would be feral. That would be disgusting. There would be semen and condoms and pubic hair flying. I don't know. (laughs) Let's take that to Shark Tank, okay? Now that I'm rereading the question, it says low risk places. Wow, I'm such a dumb bitch. I'm sorry. That was fun entertainment though. Good content. Low risk, stay in your car. I don't know, just drive around. Oh, or open the car, open the trunk or open one of the doors and get out, kind of bend over your seat kind of thing. You're out there, you're exposed. You couldn't wait any longer. You had to pull over and just ravish one another. Low risk, hot, passionate. I know you said no bathrooms, but I really do like like a fancy restaurant, nice, clean, hygienic place. So, you know, the bathrooms will reflect, you know, the atmosphere that have the one stall bathrooms, like the, you know, you can lock the door and no one can come in there because they can't say shit. Like, don't be like, "Ah, I'm banging on the wall and break the mirror. Like, don't let them know. But you could definitely, that's low risk, hot. They can't say shit. You can be like, I needed help getting my tampon out. What the fuck are you? Excuse me? How dare you? I'm bleeding everywhere. Okay. You might want to clean it up actually. (laughs) And my husband had to fish around looking for my super plus. So do you really want to talk about it? Do you want to talk about it? I don't know. We, you can make them feel so silly. So that's low risk. I think that's enough for today, guys. We did three questions. We got to get going so we can talk about keeping your dick hard, keeping your dick hard. Let's everybody take a bong break. Hit the bong. Get a glass of iced tea or wine. Or maybe you're just going to cozy on up and think about your dick lasting long enough to make your woman feel something again. Just kidding. (laughs) That was a joke. That was a joke. But no, mommy's here to help you. Oh, men. The men that want to last longer in bed. Lots of them do. Duh. That's like a thing. Ain't no shame up in that game. And I and I am so appreciative, honestly. I'm so glad that there are men who are trying to better themselves. That means you're not a selfish fucking lover and you want to lay that pipe down. Or maybe you just want some pointers or you're here to see if I'm going to say something that you don't already know. I think there might be one that maybe you'd be like, oh, I guess I should check that out because I didn't know about that one. It may surprise you. It just might surprise you. Premature ejaculation. I am just fucking up my words today. Premature ejaculation is something many, many men experience. I am not plugging any products during this chit chat. We are just talking. I'm not going to say any brands if I do mention maybe a product that could help. But 
can find your own, do your own homework. PE is something that affects a lot of men and a lot of relationships and can really take a toll not only on the man, his self-esteem, feeling like he's able to be a good, satisfying lover, but also can be very exhausting on the woman as well. And I know guys might pause and be like, wait a second, isn't this like a compliment? Like she thinks that I just nut instantly to her. You know, she's, I'm sure you're like, I know she's disappointed. Don't remind me. There's also the feeling of just her feeling like she doesn't get the time and space to connect with you because if you're feeling down and out and you are subconsciously like avoiding this experience because it's such a bad experience for you, like that is no way to live. And I suggest at that point, if it is like that, where it is every time that you get a third party involved, whether it's a doctor, whether it's a sex therapist, both. Uh, I would exhaust all options to see medically what you could do, practicing edging, practicing some of the techniques I'm going to talk about today. And so there's definitely varying scales of how bad, how severely does this impact? I think there are lots of guys who are like, you know what, things are like great, but yeah, I'd like to last a little bit longer. And I think that this could help the guys that maybe are doing the five to seven minutes and we're like, you know, I wish I was more of like a 10 to 15 minute or I wish I was a 20 to 25 minute. I wish I could go half an hour. A little more realistic goals for guys that already try to make are in the five to 10 minute area with no problem. Okay. I'm sure so many people are thinking different thoughts right now, but the average, the average amount of time it takes is like what, five to eight minutes for a guy and for a girl to reach climax, it's 18 minutes. Did you hear that men? 18. So make sure you are paying attention. You are servicing, you are loving, you are warming. It's a crock pot. You got to turn it on before it's able to cook. It's a crock pot. The men are the microwaves, remember? I feel like an instant pot. You know, it does take a little second in the beginning, but you know, once it's there, we can I can get cooking quick. I can get shit done. I can I can cut it in half. I'm not I'm not a crock pot. There's instant pot girls, there's crock pot girls, there's all types of girls. And I think men are all varying degrees of microwaves. I said it. Maybe a few toaster ovens, but majority microwaves an aged microwave becomes a toaster oven. Anyways, enough with, the, enough with the analogies. The information I am relaying to you today, I learned on Beducated. I took a course. And so first, what is behind premature ejaculation? The nervous system is involved thinking with the other head, meaning like your penis is one head and your head is one head and you're fucking thinking with the wrong one. And then let's understand the physiological changes that are going on. So as far as the nervous system is involved, it is a huge influence on how your body responds and reacts. And your central nervous system is essentially having a fight or flight response in this situation. And if you really want a deeper understanding on what is behind it, I recommend taking the course and watching the audio and listening and seeing and understanding. But I am going to get to technique now and how you can better your chances, how you can improve this situation. The first tip, 
trick. This one to me is the most powerful. It is going to be the most useful. It is something you can start practicing immediately. Every single one of us, men, women, both of us, and it is basically retraining your nervous system is breath work, breath work, your breath, the power in your breath. I don't know about y'all, but I do Pilates. We thoracically breathe. I like breathe into my rib cage, expanding and out my armpits. I don't take belly breaths. So belly breaths, this is what you want. So just delete everything I told you about how I breathe in Pilates. You are going to want to take full belly breaths. Belly breaths are like when you're sitting meditating, that it, it puts you in a state of relaxation. It literally centers and calms the nervous system, takes you out of fight or flight. It will relax you, calm down, and stop you from coming. If you take those short, shallow, upper chest breaths, you're going to come. You're going to nut. Okay. It's harder. You can tell like when you're fucking and your breath gets short and shallow, you know, like if you hold your breath, it's almost like, Oh God, it pushed me over the edge. Inhale, full inhale. So let me teach you how to belly breathe. Okay. So if you're going to sit, I want everyone to close their eyes so you can focus on what you're touching and you're going to put your hand on your diaphragm, like under the rib cage, like the belly, not on your rib cage, diaphragm, belly. Okay. Over your belly button. Okay. Whatever. Take a full, full breath in through your nose. And you want to feel your stomach fill up, like you're filling up your lungs and your hand's going to move because it's going to be expanding. We want the belly to be getting bigger, expanding while you're inhaling and filling up with air. And then you're going to blow out through your mouth and fully, completely exhale. So when you're inhale, you're going to take in as much air as you can and you are going to blow out as much air, like completely empty yourself where you again, feel your hand going back down because you felt it rise up when it was filling up, go back in as you empty out your belly, quote unquote belly, your lungs. We're belly breathing and that is going to aid. And this is a skill. You Breath work can be applied in so many areas of life, but right now we're talking about sexual experiences. This now leads us into our next exercise, which was taught that was called progressive muscle relaxation. And I will tell you the benefit of this exercise in a second. So essentially, you're going to start at the toes, men, and you are going to constrict, like tighten them, tighten your toes, hold three seconds, and then release. You're going to do that a couple of times. Then you're going to do your toes with your foot. So your whole foot with the toes, the foot, the everything, tighten three seconds, release. You're going to work your way up your body until you are now tightening the whole entire body. You're just clenching your whole body and releasing. And then when you do it again, I want you're going to close your eyes and you're going to focus on your pelvic floor which these are like the male Kegels, okay? We, we do these all the time, man. Try to stay in tight for your fucking dick. But what the benefit is going to be to stretch your muscle. So you are going to focus on the pelvic floor. How do I do that, Jordan? It's the same feeling muscle of tightening as if you were peeing and then you stopped that pee. Like you needed to stop it midstream. So that that action, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Just do it. Pretend like you're peeing. Now stop it. That right there. Hold three seconds. Release. Squeezing in a fart. Squeeze the fart in. Squeeze the fart in. Release. 
Squeeze the fart in, the fake fart, release, or the real fart. Squeeze it and release. The benefit, we're working on stretching out this muscle so it's able to better relax. You're teaching the muscle that tightening, constricting, releasing is an enjoyable activity and so that you, the muscle memory, the practice, the progression, the control of being able to relax this muscle in a situation when you want to fucking relax, which is when you're wanting to continue to fuck. Edging is an obvious answer to PE and practicing edging. And that's a very common technique. Today, I wanted to get a little more in-depth and really relay what I learned. And the next thing after the breathing and the exercises for the body was to really change up how you masturbate. And he used an analogy that was so fire. He said, if you want to be able to run a marathon, you have to quit training by running sprints. (sighs) Mic drop. One of the changes he mentioned making is masturbate to simulate sex, meaning when you are at your computer chair with your headphones in and your lotion, <laughs> I don't know, and you're whacking off right there watching porn, you're you know relaxed and in your zone there, but then when you're going to be intimate with your wife <clears throat> or whatever your situation is, you're more you know, susceptible to like, I don't know what's going on or what's going to happen. I'm a little more nervous. So train your body to like, this is where I'm going to be getting off and being relaxed and letting my body enjoy this. So masturbate in the bed or on the couch or wherever you want to fuck your wife later. So this is not in the shower or at your computer desk. Maybe it is in the shower, but for these purposes, I want you to get where you are intimate with your partner, ideally. He also said speeding through masturbation is not helpful whatsoever. You're training for the marathon, not the sprint. Slow the fuck down. And I get it. I know what y'all are thinking and what you're saying. You're like, I'm being efficient. This is easier than I'm cleaning the pipes. Okay. I'm not doing a marathon masturbation session. If you're struggling with PE or if maybe this is just something you're like, no, I'm not, but I really do want to get better at going longer in bed, then you're going to change it up and do something different so we can get there. And that something different is another part of this change. And wherever you're masturbating, which he suggested bed, use lube, and rule number whatever, no porn. So obviously this is not, we're not trying to train our body to get there and you will get there quickly with a brand new visual stimulation with the screen. This is going to be much more effective to go to the spot simulating sex and it's you and Pamela Henderson. Breaking up the screen time, it will regulate your arousal. So the break lets you control your arousal. A screen is going to fuck it all up. The teacher on this course goes really in depth on changing it up. And then he goes into direct action statements in your masturbation, how to involve your partner using guided imagery. It's a really great course. I was going to also say just my own side because I did more research just than this. I read other articles. I went downstairs and even asked Derek. <laughs> For some of y'all, edging, like he was like, I'm a great edger. Edging is a great practice where, you know, you lay off right before you're about to climax. 
for some, they need to really, they have more steps that they need to involve because of maybe constant porn use. There could be many factors as to where the starting point in their game for, you know, getting to last longer. I know adding on, just me adding on, this is outside of the Beducated course, delay spray. Uh, I think that a lot of people do use it and they find it effective. They are all have some form, molecular form of a numbing agent. So for some people, they like that. Some are better than others. You'll have to experiment and try around because some people are like it rubs off on the girl and now she doesn't like it and she doesn't get to feel as good. And I know one tip, I know if you're going to use it, And I know it's kind of a pain in the butt, but if you really want the best experience with a delaying spray is you're going to put it on your dick and you're going to wait five to seven minutes. And I know that can be hard, but hey, you might as fucking well if you're trying to prolong this experience so that it can set in and, and it be on your dick and you get the maximum use out of it and less, way less will transfer over to her. So... PSA. And I know this might be considered breathwork or classified under as breathwork, but Tantra, practicing Tantra. I did a series on tantric date nights. You can see in some episode titles or descriptions where Tantra is mentioned. Wonderful way to like get present in tune with your body and being aroused and stimulated in other areas that maybe right off the bat are not erogenous. And breath work is such a centered part of Tantra that that practice, like no doubt, would have wonderful benefits in your sex life in so many ways. And I think having longer, more satisfying sex is a byproduct of practicing that. As far as the numbing agents, back to that really quick, in the course there was a FAQ where that was asked about that and he did mention like, yeah, that can be a band-aid and like something that helps, but if you really want to like master this, then getting control and regulating your nervous system is going to be the most impactful all around all-encompassing, if you will. He also mentioned the squeeze method. So I think the guys will know, like squeezing the tip of the head or the P word, whatever, before they're about to climax to withhold. And he was like, his issue with it was basically you're already you know, at the end there. This is a last ditch effort. So again, just not really a long-term solution in making any headway in this department. If any of y'all after me talking about this are like, man, I really wish I would have had the male teacher and got to, you know, understand that on a deeper level or learn more, you can. You can use my code J-O-R-D-Y-N Jordan. It'll get you on beducated.com 24 hours free. So I'll put that information in the description box. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave me five stars. It helps so much. Make sure you're subscribed. Tell a friend, share. Mommy wants to grow this year so much. I do. I have big dreams and y'all make them possible. And I'm getting emo and don't forget merch comes out February 1st. Follow me on social media. So you're in the know at underscore the horny housewife podcast. Two new sexy, slutty, delicious stories will be up on the Patreon this Wednesday per usual, and I will see you next week. I love you. I love you.